welcome to Apocalypse, Mr. Manheim. Who are you? Your new lord and master. You may call me Darkseid. Welcome back to the couch. It's Darkseid's couch, and this is James. Uh, this is Phantom Lady Mike. I'm Shay. Yeah, what does that leave you, Shay? Shay. Stole your stole your gender. No, I didn't. There can only Wait. be one. There can only be one lady on the show. I mean, that's just that's I just. I disagree with that. Simple broadcasting. No, rules. Shay's I mean, a female, and I'm a lady. Oh, there is a distinction. Yeah, I, I to make that joke of like I ain't no lady. No, I'm very very ladylike. Today we're looking at Phantom Lady from 1947, issue number 13. Uh, we're going to get into that in just a little bit, but I got a whole bunch of notes to go through before we get into anything. She would have fit in with our Golden Girls episode, right? Yeah. What's interesting is that I, so I was, I'm a little embarrassed that I did not recognize who the hell Phantom Lady was when we picked her last week. She is actually, I mean, she's another character that got scooped up by DC eventually, and I have seen her. She's uh, hung out with uh, Sam, uh, Un- Uncle Sam and the Freedom Fighters and everything like that. So she's not a major character, but yeah. There's a lot of DC um, shit in this book. There is like it takes place in Gotham City, and there's a and there's a, da- and there's a Daily Planet. There is. It's really weird. Um, it's like they knew what would happen in a few decades. But yeah, it's kind of a sequel to a previous episode. If you go back to our Golden Age Girls episode about 60 episodes ago, we covered a bunch of pre-Wonder Woman superhero women, and Phantom Lady could have been in there. She predates Wonder Woman by about five months in 1941, but she didn't make the cut, maybe because she was too similar to Phantoma. Maybe I just didn't like her costume. I don't know. And Phantoma's face turns into a skull, so good luck competing with that, toots. We're going with Phantoma. Yeah, another character from the Will Eisner and Jerry Iger, Eisner and Iger Studio. First appearance in Police Comics number one was also the first appearance of Plastic Man and the Human Bomb. That's me when I try to do open mics. Oh, I thought it was I thought it was gonna be a Chipotle thing. I applaud womp, womp, I applaud the womp. I applaud the swerve on that. Shay, you're a you're a live performer. Do you ever bomb? So many times. Dude, it's the Jesus worst, Christ. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I had a I had a whole room of people basically chase me out of the club. Uh, replaced basically with literally. Well, uh, I decided it was best to leave. And, and open mic with arson attempt. The owner of the club patted me on the back of my way out goes, dude, that was awesome. <laughs> it was like performance art when you piss everybody off, like a Kaufman thing. I don't know what, what goes so wrong. It's because we're, we're, open mics are the worst because the only people in the audience are. are the other fucking open micers and they all hate you. Especially if you're funnier than they are. Yeah. I mean, James, you've seen me bomb. I've probably seen, I can't read a room. Like I, I don't perform comedically, but I perform musically. It's called if no one and, laughs, uh, that's when you bomb. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, at least when you perform musically, there's polite applause no matter what. Whereas if you, if you're going up there to do comedy, like you're going to know, but I, I can't yeah. read, I can't read a room. Like I have no idea how people are feeling if they're enjoying themselves or not. I have no social skills in that regard. If I had a joke bomb, I'd be like, oh yeah, well fuck you. Yeah, and then you just walk off stage. <laughs> no, then you do your next joke. Like Bill Burr style when he was in uh, Philadelphia. I just heard that for the first time. That is fantastic. Shay, do you know about this? Have you seen this? Have no. you heard about this? No, no, I um, haven't, Jay Leno. Some years back, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. That's, that's, that is a Jay Leno reference. Um, some years back, Bill Burr was in Philadelphia for this like, comedy uh it was i think it was sirius xm or something it was like a festival it was like a festival and it was a big comedy thing and a bunch of people were performing and somebody performed i don't know who but they were a very well respected comedian and the audience was just being shits to no the whole the i guess the the whole whole the whole lineup were a bunch of killers and the audience was just like assholes they weren't handling it well so bill burr 
goes on stage and immediately comes out here and says, I am going to use my entire time to just talk about what a shitty city Philadelphia is. And he spends counting down his time as he goes. And not in like a lighthearted, I'm just having fun with you guys. Like in a, in a literal, I hate your city and everything you stand for way. Damn. It he is won, He won the crowd over with that though. Like they liked him. He kind of did. At one point he, he talks about the Rocky statue and he says like, uh, God, who was from, was it, uh, is it Muhammad Ali was from Philly? And he's like, yeah, you know, Muhammad Ali is a, a real person, but you're too racist to put up a statue for him. So you got a fucking statue to a fictional character. That's great. It was incredible. It was incredible. He uh, he did not give any kind of a fuck. Damn. I can uh, I can relate to that. Yeah. I mean, it's, he's made it work for him. So. I'd like to see Philadelphia someday. Still. The movie? Well, we can get that. I can, I can no, get a VHS I've, I've copy seen, any day. I've, I've seen the movie. I, I can get you a bootleg VHS any day. Any day. Don't act like you don't own that as a Springsteen fan. Oh yeah, Philadelphia. Oh man, Streets of Philadelphia. That's a great song. No, another thing I did find that was actually kind of interesting was that she was not, uh, so there's some versions of the Watchmen story that claim that Silk Spectre was not based on Nightshade because Alan Moore thought she was boring, and instead Silk Spectre was based on a combination of Phantom Lady and Black Canary. Oh, so right. she actually has a little bit of a background, but she never really got anywhere. Like she debuted with the Human Bomb and with uh, Plastic Man, but just it just kind of went down the, the pipes for her. I mean, she eventually got reabsorbed into the continuity. She got a few things for herself. Good for her. Gotta, yeah, get, for her. gotta get some stuff for yourself. Yeah. Also, a um, uh, little news about everybody's favorite member of the podcast, the soundboard. Uh, it's been updated. I finally broke down. I bought a stream deck. So now we're like real Twitch streamers, except not as racist. Oh. Or oh. on Twitch. But still, yeah, oh. but still a little racist. Fair. I love Twitch streamers. Or on Twitch. <laughs> or on Twitch. Uh, I no, would so cool. I would be streaming because I play a ton of video games. I would be streaming under Darkseid's couch all the fucking time. But the internet in fucking Bridgeport is the worst. Mm. Yeah, Bridgeport, a shitty part of Chicago on the Dude. southwest side. Yeah. Dude, AT&T is a total monopoly. They don't give us anything. They do have fiber, which is weird. No, like no they does, don't. No, they here. have it. I'm not saying they have it to you, but they do have it. I've asked. Even the outrageous price they want for it. I've even like asked about it, and they're like we ain't giving you nothing yeah yeah well they don't give any kind of shit why do they like, like all the companies that uh do utilities in chicago don't have to give a shit because they have all these non-compete monopolies in the in their mm. neighborhoods it is a it is a mafia-based city dude it's the a mafia-based worst economy i'm moving to, i'm moving to vancouver i'm getting the hell out of here <laughs> good luck <laughs> Be extra in all those cw shows yeah that's what, i'm mm. a star in a goddamn cw Ooh. show yeah. As that? It's Phantom yeah. Lady. Yeah, it's about time. <laughs> I'm hashtag he's with her. Yeah, right. Come on, I, I can play I just, Phantom Lady. That would be a hilarious show if I wore that outfit that's halter And it's top never and... addressed. <laughs> never. Never, that... never, no attention it's, ever called to it. It's played like I'm a super hot lady. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's your problem if you don't see it. I don't shave. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, no. God, no. Got my fucking George Costanza hair. <laughs> We're living in a society. Does, wait, does everyone else see you as a sexy lady, too? Yeah, I'm going to yeah. have a hot boyfriend. I'm going mm -hmm. to play this. Yeah. Maybe they'll give me the black wig. It would probably be funnier if I had a, a beautiful yeah. head of like lady yeah. hair. That's not on straight. And I have like, uh, like, a, like, a, like a hot 30-year-old actor who's playing a 21-year-old, and he's my yeah. boyfriend. Yeah. So literally everything else about a CW show, except instead of the normal cute girl, sexy lady or whatever, mm -hmm. it's Mike. No, mm -hmm. there's going to be a sexy lady played by me. Yeah. 
It's never going to be I, Well, that's what I mean. Instead, instead of a cute girl, sexy lady, actress, it's Mike. Yeah. I got Correct. a tight tummy. I could pull that off. Yeah. I, I've, been I, doing, I, I've, I've been working my glutes. I've been activating my glutes in my, in my leg routines more. So I can shave? really power up my glutes. Yeah, I would. For this role, absolutely. Frank, frankly, it's kind of surprising it hasn't happened yet. I want to be on right after That uh, Mike hasn't Bat shaved Woman. or that this hasn't been aired or Yeah, created. that this hasn't already been done. Oh. Yeah. This is maybe I, maybe I could start a Kickstarter campaign to make like a pilot. Mm-hmm. You should make send... a, a fan film. A Show fan, them no, what it's, it, it's going to be a pilot to send to CW and be like, look, this show mm-hmm. is going to be fucking dope. And everything is played super serious. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should Google and see if this is a thing. I, I would have known if it was a thing. I don't know, <laughs> because this also seems like something that Believe the people me. that did like Children's Hospital or something would have done. Like all the makeup and spray tanning and all the stuff that a woman would do to prepare for the role of Phantom Lady, I would do. And we would play exactly the same. I thought you weren't going to shave, though. I will. No shaving. I will. I changed my mind. I want Is this just now you apart. taking a place of a trans actor? Well, no. No, I'm playing Phantom oh. Lady. That well, was I'm offensive. Confused now. No, I'm, confu- I'm legitimately confused as if... Why wouldn't they just if you're playing if you're if the gimmick is just that it's a man playing a woman? Why wouldn't they have There's a no man gimmick. That... There's no gimmick. It's, it's I'm not playing a gimmick. Phantom it is a gimmick. Lady. That is a gimmick. It's not a gimmick if it's never acknowledged. Are you yes, trying to tell is. me I can't do That's it? Still a gimmick. Like, come on, dude. I can do this. I can be Phantom Lady. You can be. <laughs> I'm just saying, what is the what is the idea behind? The idea is I'm gonna play the shit out of Phantom you, Lady. You right, get the okay, right okay. actor for the role. Okay. And he's okay. gonna send in a VHS that's like taped <laughs> over a wedding, so he keeps yeah. you can kind of see through you're it once right. in a while. What was I thinking, Mark? You and are, the are, Mike, you're, off. you're gonna be a very pretty lady. It's All gonna right. come yeah, in. It's gonna come in on a on a VHS tape with a sticky note on it that just says no edits underlined. You know what though? They'll watch it because like they never get anything with VHS. They're like, oh my god, what is this? Damn. You know, I, I, I feel like if I were one of those people, I would just look at it and be like, it's either porn or illegal. The guy's gonna be smoking a cigar. This Mr. CW is gonna be smoking his cigar. He's gonna be like, We found our phantom lady. Cancel everything else. <laughs> Clear the slate. <laughs> For the Phantom Lady cinematic universe. They're, gonna, they're just going to put me in Batwoman's time slot and never acknowledge mm-hmm. it. Oh. It's still going to be called Batwoman. <laughs> well, then you're not playing Phantom Lady. Yeah, I am. I'm playing Phantom Lady in the Batwoman show mid-season. It's the most baffling hour of television. Just shows up one All day. Right. I think this bit's gone on long enough. Yeah. Okay. You know, I just noticed on the cover, uh, Phantom Lady has a little green purse. No, that's yeah. where she hides her laser gun, as so, she calls it. That isn't a laser gun. It's a goddamn egg timer. Well, what it is, she has a black light projector, and it's a device that allows her to blind her enemies and make herself invisible. And what I didn't realize is her car's headlights can project black light when necessary as, as well. But it's uh, Oh, you mean her driving plane? It was cool back in the day. It takes up a whole... Like, there, there is nothing stealthy about it, and considering mm-hmm. nobody knows who she is, that's impossible. Mm-hmm. And it also takes up the entire road. I'll, I'll tell you guys right now, uh, I fucking loved Phantom Lady. Really? Yeah, Interesting. I, did. I thought she was an awesome superhero. 
did you enjoy your black light projector? That, yeah, that, I did. You can, only, you can only see it when you're listening to Deep Purple. <laughs> I liked I liked her skill set and what she did to get stuff done. I liked Phantom Lady. Her outfit's super weird. I like that. Her outfit, which is basically what she was already wearing plus a cape. She's got like a 1970s I'm going out outfit. Well, this was, <laughs> again, this is the good girl art that we've seen before, which was uh, highly sexualized art in the 40s and 50s. That's, I mean. Cheesecake. I'm not going to say it doesn't look good, but it hasn't aged well in that regard. I don't know yeah, what it was it, supposed it, to be. <laughs> she has a Betty Page haircut. Yeah. yeah. She's got, you know, a skimpy outfit on and everything. It's cheesecake. Yeah. It, well, it's very cheesecake, but the term was good girl art. Well, it's like a halter top and uh, that's the right word, right? Halter top. It's a dress like in, in Pretty Woman where it connects in the front all weird. She's got a cool. red cape and a and a red WWF belt that says that says PL on it. But it looks like FL. I definitely thought it was FL. Like she spelled it wrong. I thought that too. She's well, Florida she was, woman. She was putting it on upside down. She didn't fucking know. Florida what was going lady on. stands for Florida because that's where she's from. <laughs> she ain't was, no lady. That was her voice the whole time. I am a lady, and you will fear me. <laughs> All right. Well, let's 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 take a look at what's going on here. So uh, we got a bunch of stories here, a bevy of stories. The first one's called "The Beauty in the Brain," written by Gregory Page, who is possibly somebody named named Ruth Roche, and art by Matt Baker. What do you mean? They weren't using their real names. Nobody wanted to be associated with this. Wait, Ruth isn't a lady. I think so. Oh, because sometimes Schwartz did Julie, and I got really confused mm -hmm. for a while. <laughs> See, that makes the book even better. It's got like mystery and like deceit. Just in its creation. All right. Feeling generous, I see. All right. So basically the story here, and I, so sometimes I can't tell if my reading comprehension is getting worse or if these books are just getting more and more incomprehensible. Because even the characters in this book routinely go, I don't know what's going on here. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> or they all have deep regret for everything they do. Yes. Yeah, they keep saying, I want to quit so there's bad. One, there's one dude in there who like really is like, man, I'm not a bad guy, but like the only this problem fucking... here is like capitalism. He, this, this, A good man would cool. never have gone to a life of crime if he wasn't desperate for currency. Uh, that's not what happened. That is... It's a made up tale. Um, so basically what's happening here is that Phantom Lady is uh, Senator Knight's daughter, and she's getting on a train, and uh, this professor is putting her on the train for reasons we don't understand, and then there's some mooks who are trying to assassinate the pro professor, and this book seems really uh, not racist uh, against black people or sexist against women, but it seems to have a real problem with the Irish. Uh, I but you want to why? Because like, uh, there's a dude who's a Trump supporter. He's got a MAGA hat, and he's like, oh. he's good. Look at him. There's MAGA hat. Oh, the man. conductor. Yeah, the conductor is wearing a MAGA hat. That's what I thought when I first saw. He's leering at this lady. <laughs> yeah. Hey. So these mooks kill the professor, and yeah, there's uh, a professor. Yeah, there's just there's always got to be a professor. He's not the midnight philosopher, unfortunately. He's not Professor Coffin, but he's still Professor all all together. Um, and so. The Mooks steal the senator's daughter, who, by the way, is also Phantom Lady, uh, off the train, and they get into a car and they force her to drive. Yeah, and uh, and uh, she's like uh, just driving uh, kind of crazily, like she almost runs over a boy. Yeah, and they're like, "Well, this is hilarious in 1947." <laughs> yeah. 
So then they bring Sandra Knight, which is her name, uh, to this lady named uh, Tessa something, Tersa, Tersa Tisi? Tersa, and she, uh, when she comes in, she goes, well, dearie, I've waited some time for this. Yes, indeed, exactly like the real Sandra Knight. And at some point she calls her, uh, it's, she's a Marvel, yeah, you're a Marvel, and then uh, a muscle man in a Mickey Mouse-like Disneyland outfit kicks the door in several times and finally it breaks down and he steals there and he goes i'll put you in some movies and tv shows i swear you got about 80 percent through that before i realized that wasn't actually what happened like <laughs> this book is so confusing to me that I, I had a lot of moments of like yeah that might have happened i don't know it's like 35 pages well, the no, way that I, didn't like, happen when they walked well when they walked out when they appeared my thought was like oh it's like in the goonies yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. it's just the the woman and the two people in the Goonies wanting shit and doing whatever they can to get it, and then it turns out that the reason she wants it is because when Sandra's dad was a prosecutor, he sent her son to the electric chair. Yeah, yeah. right. That's a good <laughs> which is a good revenge. reason. Yeah. So, appar- so apparently this uh, Sandra Knight, this Phantom Lady, is actually an automaton, and uh, she was created mm-hmm. by that professor they gunned down with a Tommy gun in front of everyone on a She's train. A- She's a synthzoid, so now you can hashtag this episode with all those WandaVision hashtags. <laughs> <laughs> I got away with that once. I don't think I'm going to get away with that <laughs> second right. time. Damn it. So, yeah, she, they've created this uh, fake Sandra Knight, and they're going to send her off to uh, steal jewels and get her imprisoned in order to, I guess, get revenge on her father. Who That's was a good senator. plan. And, uh, That's a pretty good plan. And there's a doorman dressed like Phantom Lady. A doorman dressed like Phantom Lady? What? Yeah, the, oh, the bottom, bottom left hand corner. No, it's the same colored outfit. Well, that was he's got just a red the, cape. He's got a belt. Were the most plentiful colors at the time. What if, like, most... she's such a famous and kick-ass crime fighter in this town? They just dress all the security guards up like her, like a scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's, criminals are cowardly. Like and they're looking. Like, is that Phantom Lady over there? <laughs> like, <laughs> shit, shit. Let's just play it safe. And so they arrest the automaton Sandra Knight. And then we see the real Sandra Knight wake up and she's doing like that pose that Instagram models do where they're like, uh, just woke up, haven't put on my makeup yet, hashtag natural. And it's clear that they've been like dressed for three hours. I have no idea what you're talking about. Shay, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they, they, they pretend like they just woke up, but clearly they've been dressed. They put on their makeup. They've done all their hair and everything Who does like that. this? Instagram people. Instagram people. Yeah. I'm such a fucking boomer. I don't know what the hell anyone's talking about anymore. That's how they make their money by being hot on Instagram. Okay. I'm and, gonna and, do. You know what? When I start my career as Phantom Lady, I'm gonna mm-hmm. like start doing that for some side money. That should be her origin. If you if you updated it for for 2021, she's an Instagram hoe, <laughs> but she's not a hoe at all. She's a respectable lady. Well, she's a uh, a, a great crime fighter. I mean, if uh, she's going to make money off of it, she might as well be on OnlyFans and yeah. get the good stuff. You know, yeah, you know what's funny good. is like when she's a normal lady and she has her secret identity and she's doing stuff, she's wearing more clothes than when she does when she's crime fighting. Mm-hmm. Actually, in a later uh, version of the character, and this wasn't intentional at the time, but they did mention that she dresses scantily in order to distract uh, criminals. Smart. Actually, her original costume was more conservative, and then this was a redesign to make her more uh, cheesecakey. They should have gave her a gun, though. Yeah, instead, again, she, so she's got this black light projector that that 
blinds other people and makes her invisible, but she just carries it around with her. Like put it on a rope or something. She carries it around like a wounded animal. When she wakes like, up, when she wakes up, she goes, uh, she goes, ho hum, another day. Hope something happens for a change. Ha ha, wink wink. I haven't put Phantom Lady to work for weeks, and but then, like those guys are in the room. Like there, there's yeah. like she gets attacked and kidnapped and knocked unconscious, but so they heard her say that. Uh, oh yeah, I guess they weren't really listening too cl closely. <laughs> what the They're fuck? too busy bitching about their station in life to hear her give away her secret identity. Uh, this, this wouldn't happen if they closed down the warehouse and they also had jobs. <laughs> this uh, takes place. This was made during World War II, correct? No, this is 1947. The war was over. Oh, so they're home. Yeah. I mean, maybe they had the script sitting around for a couple of years or something, but I don't understand why uh, they're pretending like there's still a, a, a cotton shortage or whatever. Maybe I wa maybe... I, I wondered that when I was reading this book. It's just like, why are there so many guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, wouldn't they all be like overseas? They couldn't wait to come back and become doormen. I mean, wasn't it a, was such to a point where they restructured their society <laughs> to deal with the fact that all the guys were gone? Yeah. That was very strange, like... Like uh, uh, the first Green Lantern, Alan Scott, you know, he's just hang, he's working and hanging out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I got nothing else going on today. It's fine. I got um, all these powers, but, you know, Hitler's not my problem. <laughs> so these mooks break in and they steal the real Sandra Knight. Uh, and then they decide that they're going to, I guess, swap her for the uh, fake one that's in the, the paddy wagon. They have no issue getting into this paddy wagon, by the way. They just open the door. Wait, I think we skipped over why they kidnapped her to begin with. Uh, I mean, it may just not have been addressed. What they did was they had the automaton uh, go into a jewelry store like, oh. I want shiny rocks. Yes. I want shiny rocks because that's what they thought of women at the time. Yeah. And uh, uh, when, they, when the owner of the jewelry store wouldn't give the robot the shiny jewels... Uh, she, she, pulls out, she pulls out a gun and shoots him in front of everyone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then she tells the cops when they are like, what are you doing? She's like, I shot him because he wouldn't give me the shiny rocks. She's really setting feminism back. So they arrest So they arrest her. And, and even though this woman is well known, even though she's essentially a celebrity in this town, nobody picks up on the fact that she sounds like a four year old now. Mm hmm. Well, there wasn't a lot of respect for women. She should also be famous for being a phantom lady. She has no problem just yelling it out, and she does nothing to hide her identity. No mask. No mask whatsoever. And yet every time they affirm that nobody knows who she is. Nope. So they, they, they break into the paddy wagon, and they swap the automaton out for... Uh, for this, uh, do they for the break in? Do they break into the paddy wagon? They, they, I know they cause a traffic jam, and they then open, somehow... Yeah. They open the door right up and just go ahead and switch. Right, they're just hanging out in there like the guy's like, I don't see nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like you, well, in 1947, if you saw some shit like that, if you saw guys in fedoras doing mysterious shit, you just let it go. That, I tell you what, that police union, they really emphasize breaks. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so they switch the two of them, and then uh, the lady, uh, Tessa, Tersa, whoever is uh, orchestrating all this thing, she calls uh, Sandra Knight's father, the senator, and says, hey, uh, I'm going to tell you absolutely everything for no reason other than to brag just because I know the cops aren't going to believe you. And she's doing it wearing her Snuggie. You don't guys know what that is, right? We know that, what the Snuggie that, is. That, is it actually Everybody, called that? Am I misremembering it? There's a Snuggie, but there was also a Slanket. The Snuggie was the one that became the big meme. The Slanket kind of didn't get as much heat. I mean, it's like a hoodie that's like a sleeping a, bag that it's you a, wear. It's a backwards robe. It's all like it a is. Backward, like a backwards robe. Thank you. Um, so anyway, uh, the senator's like, eh, this is bullshit. My daughter would never viciously murder anybody. Uh, and so, uh, they have her, go there's this weird panel. I don't understand. with like some German dude who shows up. 
And I guess the senator is pretending to be this German guy in order to talk to his own daughter. I don't, I don't know that part at all. That made no sense to me. Let's ask the person with great reading comprehension. Shay, what the fuck happened? That's not the dad that's pretending to be German. Then who is this guy? Don or something like that. It's the one that she throws under the bus in order to uh, get the heat off of her so that she can change into Phantom Lady and escape. Okay, fine. So the, so, da- the, the dad, the senator, knows, since he knows everything, he goes in there and is like, let me see my daughter. And he gets in there and he sees uh, the robot. And, but like, she's actual, in jail actual, right now. That's why he can see her. Yeah, yeah. It's like. Uh, this is a genius plan. It, yeah, yeah, but he thinks that she's a robot, and he immediately just starts smashing her with a table leg just to that, prove that's... it's a robot. Yeah, people no. hated robots in the 40s. It's like, guys, let me show you. I'm going to just no. rip her arm off and show you the circuitry. No, that's not what happened. So then uh, back at the headquarters, they take the automaton and they disguise her in a, in a blonde outfit, a nice blonde number. She has a very versatile look. All right, she defies physics. Yes. Oh, man. Uh, the robot beautiful. does, not Phantom Lady. No, the robot Phantom Lady who's now in a blonde wig. Yes. And they're going to have her go steal some radium for reasons that aren't clear. Uh, because radium is awesome. It was the most awesome element. Yeah, they don't explain what this has to do with her dead son. Um, <laughs> that's what he got. That's what he got put in the electric chair for. Dude, she's getting a little big for her britches. She's like, well, th- that first plot worked. Let's try it again. Yeah. Let's double down. House money now. I mean, to be fair, though, when they uh, when they gave him the electric chair, he did light the city for four days. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sa- he saved that city millions. All they that Should have put, put him in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold on to this guy for a while. We might need him come 2021. Um, so then this new, uh, the, the automaton wears her new outfit, goes into the vault to go steal the radium, kills a security guard, and then just stands around for a while. Yeah, she like breaks. Yeah. It turns out that she's like allergic to the radium. Yeah, but they don't, they know, don't know, yet. know this they, yet. They don't yeah. know it yet. Yeah. So then back at the police station, this uh, other dude uh, shows up wearing an absolutely ludicrous false beard. I think that's where her supposed to be her like uh, her real life boyfriend. That's the fake German guy. The guy you, who uh, he works at a radio radio station later on in the next story. It's her boyfriend. Yeah. You know what would really help me identify these guys is if they didn't all wear the same suit and fedora. Dude, that's how they were back in the day. It was there's the only like, thing you could get. There's like nine colors that they can use in comics at this point. Can you guys remember? Can you guys imagine like it's like the 1940s and we gotta fucking buy hats? Yeah, we gotta have hats for every outfit. Not hey, just a hat. Do. Not just a hat. A fedora. And right. You, you have to get your government issued fedora, or you're not allowed to have a job. Oh, George Costanza say it was a it was a bald man's paradise. Yes. <laughs> uh, so he, I guess he's trying to like rescue Sandra? I don't know, but he shows up. He is a redhead wearing a jet black beard. So I'm gonna, so I, I think we're supposed to assume he knows she's Phantom Lady and he knows she's in jail. So he's just like, I'm going to go cause a, a distraction so that she can get out. That's what I'm assuming is happening. Okay. All we're right. supposed to and, know that from like previous books probably. <laughs> well, no, she, that's why she throws him under the bus. Yeah, that's what he was there for. He's like, run, Phantom Lady. <laughs> He doesn't know that she's Phantom Lady. It's it's great. Like she's like, I gotta change into Phantom Lady, and it's literally just like getting she's, in her underwear. She just puts that coat on. She just puts that cape on. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much it. The one she Ta- stole from that security guard. She, she she takes off. She takes off like her robe and throws on a cape, and she's off off and running. It is nice though that the guy is like the prop. Like the guy had no real involvement other than just be uh, a distraction. Yeah. That's different. Uh, she, she escaped because of him. He was super. He's a good psychic. Yeah, but I mean, typically it's a male superhero and the woman. Woman is there as a distraction so 
It's yeah, kind yeah, of impressive. Yeah, I, I, yeah the there t- are sure. quite a few comics with female superheroes that then they still get saved by whatever dude is in the comic. Yeah. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe they weren't as sexist Like, what's her face thought. that kept getting hit in the fucking head that we read? We just assume why everyone back then was, like, backwards and sexist. Maybe they weren't. Uh, I mean, we do have historical documents from that time. Sure, but you could have historical documents about now and make that conclusion if you didn't know any better. Oh, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Wonder Woman was founded I mean, on the principle of not being sexist. You know what I mean, though? Like, I'm saying, like, maybe people were a lot cooler than we give them credit for. I mean, um, have you seen Reefer Madness? Yeah, I mean, but, I, mean I don't but, know, but man. That's, there's still shit like that now. And, and and we're still in a cesspool. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, 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 like we, not, maybe we need to be more forgiving. And the collective like, consciousness has not been improved much in the last did, 80 years. I just don't. I think that they have a bad rap that we just assume, like people who lived in the past and they were like some kind of like just bigoted dickheads. I bet there were the same number of bigoted dickheads back then as there is now, and there's the same yeah. number of cool people. Yeah, uh, most of them are bigoted dickheads then and now. That's that's what I, I'm going to go ahead and say. I, I think that the, the, the you know the more mm-hmm. things change, the more things stay the same. Uh, so anyway, uh, she uh, Sandra Lady uh, runs into the vault and she finds the automaton that is broken down and has a great moment where, out of context, I love this panel. I almost sent it to you guys, where uh, the, the police officer is wondering what's going on and she tells her as oh, she's yeah. undressing her, "I need to study her. Get out of here for a minute." Yeah. Which is basically my reaction to a what is essentially a sex doll. Yeah, I love, I love how she takes the wig off and the the cop just goes like, "Wow, you guys look exactly the same." She's like, "It looks no, like no, a twins porno." No, we don't. Yeah. It looks like a twins porno. Yeah, yeah. She's like, hey, also, wait a there's minute. a there's a splotch of red just from the ink, you know, being a, a little incorrect there, and it looks like she's a bloody nose. <laughs> she's yeah. got a bloody nose. We was just talking here. I, uh, I I just it's just funny. She's like, wait a minute, like, hey, whoa, you're Phantom Lady. You look just like Sandra Knight. Wait a minute, that's the robot that was made after Sandra Knight. She actually says Sandra Knight switches clothes and then she walks outside and actually says, I'm not sure what anybody's doing anymore. Like, she's not <laughs> sure. If, so this guy runs by and he's like, hey, come on, babe. And she's like, are you are you asking for the robot or the real Sandra Knight or is this just how you talk to women? I, like, they're not, they're waiting. Clear. They're waiting to pick up the robot, and so uh, it's great that family's like, "I'm gonna. This is the robot who looks like Sandra Knight. I'm gonna put on the wig, and they'll think I'm the robot." And the cops just like, "Yep, you're a totally different person." <laughs> like, there's every she she does everything she can to let this police officer yeah. know that, that that who she is as a real person, and which is weird like, because yeah. in these stories, her main superpower seems to be calling the cops. I mean, that's smart. Yeah, I guess. That's, why I, that's why I really liked Phantom Lady. Is like she doesn't do anything like too crazy. She uses yeah. the abilities that she has available. Okay, we got a we got a lot of ground to cover. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, so basically, uh, Sandra Knight finds the real uh, crooks and uh, busts some heads, and uh, they have her her blacklight projector, but they don't know what that is anymore because they don't have any posters. They don't know what that does. They don't have the internet. They don't know YouTube tutorials. Yeah. They don't know what's going on. And so uh, she so breaks in. So they flip in. the switch and it goes. Oons, 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 yeah, it just oons, oons, Same oons, crazy oons. bullshit. They, they they were next to a machine designed to look like Sandra Knight. And here they have her trapped in a snare looking mm-hmm. at her face. <laughs> like yeah. they're not making any conclusions. They don't want to do this job anymore. They're ready to wrap <laughs> this up. Um, so she, she gets her, her blacklight projector back and, uh, she knocks these guys out and there's a pretty gratuitous scene of her, uh, getting her ropes off. 
Yeah. Not cool. Not cool. No, it's and then, fine. Uh, it's she, fine. She I don't know. Around. I found I found another scene on the internet I'll show you later where yeah. she was getting out of a lot more ropes than that. Oh, there's a nice. lot of Nice. Yeah. I would love to see that. So she calls the cops and that's the end of the story. Yeah, Good. she calls Great. the she calls the cop. I mean, come on now. <laughs> that's, so, a, that's a good plan. Uh, next thing we have, it's an anthology. There's a few different books. Uh, most of them we do not need to spend much time on, but this is a text story called the mystery of the hidden jewels by Paul Gary. And it's weird because it involves Dan Garrett, who is the original blue beetle, but they don't mention that he's the blue beetle in the story, but he's a police officer. Yes. He is a police officer, which is weird because so we'll have a, a blue beetle story in a moment, but the first blue beetle was Dan Garrett. But then when he was bought and uh, they started publishing him in Charlton comics, he was also Dan Garrett, but they changed the spelling of his name, changed his origin, changed everything about him. So honestly, it's like there were two different Dan Garrett's that were like the first and second blue beetle. I don't know. It's just weird. Cause you think of Dan Garrett as just the first one, but they were two completely different versions. So it's almost like there have been four. Uh, a Dan Garrett just sounds like a kid I would have gone to school with. And they do call him Danny later. And it's like, yeah. Danny Garrett. He would have been your millhouse. This story is about, uh, there's a guy, he's like a, a he's a financier of in a diamond importer. And mm-hmm. uh, apparently he had Nazi jewels mm-hmm. and uh, his son was going to rat him out for selling mm-hmm. Nazi jewels. And so he yep. killed him. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, in a public way. In a very way. confusing way. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Very strange. So, but, but uh, yeah, basically, and then there was a housekeeper that knocked a gun out of a guy's hand and the cops were yeah. like, we caught him. The end. Yeah. Yeah. The big giveaway was that the son, as he was dying, was playing a tune on the piano. And so they went to the dude's house, played the same tune on the piano and a secret door opened. And there was the, the guy who guy. was believed dead uh, with the smuggled jewels and a gun just waiting for this to happen, he I was, guess. He was beaten off. I'd like to read a, a portion of this, though. Okay. Uh, where, just because the wording is so staccato, like, okay. stick up where your ass. Uh, I, I can see it from here. Um, it says, I have seen your picture, said Dan to the stranger. You are Jonathan Fearless, the financier and diamond importer. Don't you know the police are looking for you? Of course, you must. You are hiding here in the little room beside mm-hmm. behind your bookcase. You are hiding because you killed your son at the uh, at the theater this afternoon. You mm-hmm. quarreled with him, although I do not yet know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's how I clear. That's how I talk. Yeah. That's the robot that they replaced him with. But why would he say you are hiding here in the little room behind that bookcase? Because he knows a, where he is. He's you an know automaton. Where he is. Dan Garrett is not an automaton. Back then they this took amphetamines when they yes. wrote. All right. All right. All right. Moving on. Another uh, Phantom Girl story. Phantom Lady. Knights of the Crooked Cross. Written by another one, Gregory Page, which is probably Ruth Roche. And uh, illustrated by Matt Baker again. Same so team. Is her light just like, is it like a black light? And they didn't know what the yeah. hell that was back then? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's literally a black light, but uh, they believe that it'll it'll actually blind you. So, but this time light. we get to beat up some Nazis. Yeah. So, this is this is a story where there's just not a whole hell of a lot of plot in it. Um, basically it's just, just beating up Nazis. Yeah. So she's visiting, uh, Phantom Lady is visiting her boyfriend at the radio station. And it's kind of funny because I worked in a radio station and I, there was never like eight people in a command station. There was never like a switchboard. There was just like fucking seeds and stems stuck in the soundboard, fucking keeping the faders from moving and fucking Mountain Dew stains everywhere. It was never like this. I wonder what modern update we're going to give the boyfriend in my CW show. Uh, well, he's going to be bisexual for sure. I mean, I am too. That's a good one. <laughs> Well, yeah, it'd be exciting. Yeah. Why would it be exciting? 
Because that's exciting. Yeah. You never know. I've seen that Riverdale show. Yeah, there's going to be like romantic options everywhere. It Good doubles for... the amount of options that, that you can it, have romantically. And if there's like a lady supervillain on the show, we can have like a weird tension. Mm-hmm. But then nothing and... ever comes of it, but it's always there. Yep. And the boyfriend has lupus. There you go. That's exciting. I would date someone with lupus. Only the best. <laughs> Phantom Lady would. Jesus. All right, so the the radio goes out, the broadcast goes down, and it turns out these Nazis stole this dude's, like, I guess, like, radio jamming technology that was supposed to be used for the U.S. Army? There's a guy, uh, his radio doesn't work, and he picks it up and goes, if you don't start working, I'm going to slam you against the wall. <laughs> and then yeah. it comes back on. No, uh, yeah, yeah. He's talking uh, that's to not- it like... This, uh, what was it? This mousetrap will work. What's the rats doing? They and it's thought, just like, dude, what other fucking rodents can you name this, check real fast? This technology was space age to them. They had no idea how it worked. Well, again, it was just the fact that he he was, he kept bringing up rodents. His forearms were gigantic. Mm. Yes. <laughs> she also, I'm pretty sure Gary says to her that he hasn't seen her in like months. Yeah. Cause she's a fucking high powered lady. She's got but, shit to do. But he's totally cool with it. He's like, Hey baby, what's up? She's like, well, maybe if you propose to me, you'd see me more. And she snaps. And she snaps. It's like, uh, yeah, that's right. She's a high value woman. I, no, no, she's the one that's like, no, I'm not gonna say yes to that, Gary. You gotta stop asking. You gotta stop. I don't settle for anyone. Mm-hmm. Only, only the king of England's good enough for yeah. me. She's walking out, and ZZ Top legs starts playing. Yes, yeah, right. All the time. All the time. She cannot walk into a room without hearing legs. Like that's it's driving the, her insane. Uh, that would be the number one complaint. Like people are like, watch my CDLB show and they're commenting, you know, on yes. like Twitter and they're like, great show, but they just had ZZ Top always playing, sometimes even just quietly in the background with other yeah. music playing, but it's always there. Yeah. Anytime they turn on a radio or TV, it's always ZZ Top. No, legs. in the background too. Just like always. Yeah, no, playing. sometimes it's on sometimes it's on top of each other. It's yeah. playing in the background, then they yeah. turn on the radio and it's playing on top. Yeah. There's a character who opens his mouth and he leaves it open and it's just ZZ Top coming out of his legs. Uh, what a mad what a, what a mad dream this show just uh, turned out awesome. to be. First rock show I ever worked was ZZ Top. Oh yeah? Yeah. I heard about that. Uh, the guy tripped over his beard and snapped his neck. <laughs> it's a total fabrication. I remember that. Remember. That didn't happen. Uh, so anyway, uh, so Phantom Lady goes home to her dad's house, and a note's been left on the door saying, hey, if you want to get the radio back up, come uh, come meet us at this mysterious intersection. This they have, they have dramatically overestimated how important a senator is. Wait, did we say that the radio went down? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we, did. Yeah, okay. we talked about that. Yeah, radio broadcast. Okay, I'm still, I'm still I miss that. I'm still laughing at the mental image of one of the ZZ Top shoots coming out. Things got things got quiet for a few seconds. I was able to talk. He just trips over his beard. All right, all right. So, oh my god, my brother! He just he just wails with grief. They start sobbing. The audience thinks it's part of the show. Um, you never heard such a just a wail of grief. Yes, he, he's like a it like was, an elephant mourning. It, it was so deep and sad Ooh. that the theater is now like cursed. <laughs> all right, all right. So a phantom lady goes to uh, see what this mysterious meeting with her dad is about, and uh, she's standing on a street corner and she's cold because right. she's wearing well, a cape. Like what? I wonder what part of the country this is in, and what was the month. I don't know. I don't know, but she is not equipped for it. Like that's like one month out of the year in some places where you would be able to right. get away with that outfit. Yeah. And so uh, she's assaulted by these mooks who are like, "Well, I guess the center ain't showing up, so I guess we'll just assault this lady." 
And they, uh, they, they knock her out. They leave her there. She gets knocked unconscious, but she still is able to wake up and get in her jet car and tail these guys. Like, these are the slowest escaping criminals I've ever seen. Well, they recognize that that was Phantom Lady. Well, this happened the last time, too, when we were doing, who was it, Miss Marvel? Yeah. Where they they completely knocked her out, and then she caught up with them around the bend. Oh, yeah, right. She did. <laughs> well, that's because back then, everybody obeyed speed laws. Can you imagine a, a, a Phantom Lady is getting, like, an MRI, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, the, and like in the, she's in the doctor's office waiting. The doctor's like, how many times have you been knocked unconscious? You really should be dead, young lady. It's like, what do you You're mean? You're only 24 years old. You see these black spots on your <laughs> scan here of your brain. <laughs> that is that is death. That is death creeping into She's your body. Like, oh. <laughs> 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 Have you ever heard of CTE? <laughs> so she, yeah. So she has this giant rocket car, as Shay mentioned, that is just ludicrous and clearly not street legal. You know what's fucked no, up? Not though? at all. The more you get knocked out, the more the easier it is for you to get knocked out. Um, I'm going to say it's the other way around. You build up a tolerance. No, the opposite is true. That's what, <laughs> that's what ruins like these UFC guys' careers is they get knocked yeah. out too much and then it yeah. just you know, a breeze. And yeah. then you you touch them and then they knock out. Yep. Yeah, that's what happened to Chuck Liddell. <laughs> I don't know who that is. He was a very frightening man. I think he beat up a stranger on a street <laughs> like somewhere recently. <laughs> some 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 bolts came loose. Okay, well, I mean, understood. like you're Chuck Liddell, you're like one of the baddest men on the planet. You get older, and some drunk asshole thinks he can take you, and then and then Chuck Liddell kills him. Chuck Liddell sounds like a like an old Wheel of Fortune host that didn't catch on. <laughs> like, dude, you got to get rid of Chuck Liddell. I thought golf. There was a show uh, called Deadliest Warrior where they would test weapons on. I loved that show. So like uh, when they were doing their episode about, so there was like a jelly head that was, had the consistency of a, the, of an actual human head to test Mm -hmm. weapons out of. And when they did an episode about gladiators, they brought in Chuck Liddell, who was a real, like at the time, a real life gladiator. And they tested his ability to punch a human head. And Mm. they, and they said, when they because they did the readings on it they were like if this was a real human he'd be dead like mm-hmm. they're like the, he has to he's so trained to fight people that are used to getting punched in the face like their whole face calcifies and their head gets stronger like if he hit a normal human with the amount of force that he hits these ufc fires the guy would die i'm going to say that head went into orbit and it's still a satellite of the earth it's terrifying there are people yeah. like that those, okay. That was a cool ass show because it was set up to where it was like two generations set up against each other. So it was like Capone versus Billy the Kid, and so yeah. they look at the weapons of each time, and then they'd say who would win. They they'd like theoretically put them up against each other, and you would you would find out who would win between those two. Like the samurai and the Viking. I remember that one. Well, I don't know this show, so I'm putting an end to this. <laughs> uh, so anyway, should. Sandra Knight uh, chases down these mooks. She blacklight projects them. She uh, jumps into the headquarters of uh, these. Uh, na- they're Nazis. They're like leftover Nazis who have nothing to do now. Kind of like now. <laughs> they just, they well, just this, look for something to do. This story starts with them saying, if Hitler's in hell or just hiding somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Brazil. It was 1947. You weren't sure that he was dead. We didn't have Twitter. Do they know that for sure now that he escaped to South America? Well, I think they know for sure that he didn't. Because <laughs> they found the town where the escaped Nazis settled at. They found like, uh, like there's like a whole generation of like half German people with like a thick German heritage that live well, in South America. Well, that's because was all like, come on in. Yeah, and the Catholic Church helped. The Vatican helped smuggle like Nazis to South America. It's super fucked up. So she breaks in on these Nazis. 
She beats him up. Yeah, she well, calls you, the cops you, again. Using jujitsu, jujitsu, which is a great martial art for smaller people to be able to take well, down researched. larger. Yeah, like, oh, good like, to know, dude. She's a great superhero. She's using all she the really right. Is. She's using all the right things. I am shocked at you guys. I am shocked about the, how much you guys like this. I mean, it, it like for all the stupid books we do about these people doing amazing things, Phantom Lady is like more plausible than a lot of them. Yeah, that's true. That's she has true. been the most competent female hero we've probably had and is probably more competent than 50% of the men that we've had. She has mm. a bright green bulletproof jet car. <laughs> All right, uh, so then that's the end of that story. And then we have this other short one. It's a minute mystery starring Inspector Rock. Uh, the only credit I seem to have is Paul Parker, and it's a story called The Murder of Roger Medlow. You didn't like this, right? This was trash. I love. I that, didn't read this, honestly. I love that the two ladies in the story call each other bitch multiple times. Yes, it is a story. Uh, you don't really need to know all the details. Basically, there's been a murder plot, and there's a lot of infidelity with husbands and wives, and the two wives are catty as shit with each other. Yeah, but then you learn out the you learn what the mystery is because it's upside down. You have to spin it around to, to figure out yeah. what happened, and they're like, yeah. "Hey, you these two bitchy ladies didn't do anything. It was this guy." And he goes, "Yes, I'm so sad about what I did. Thank you for catching me." The end. <laughs> he he actually says, "Yeah." At the end, they find the dude that did it, and he goes, "I'm glad it's all over." Like, bro, you're still going to jail. You still murdered somebody. Like, that's not, it's not over. It's arguably, it's just begun. It's only just begun. <laughs> yes, that's what that song's about. It's going to prison for murder. Um, okay, so then we got one last story that I'm, sh I'm assuming Shay is going to be into. Uh, it's a Blue Beetle adventure, the original Blue Beetle. Dan Garrett, it's called The Mummy Who Never Died. And uh, the only credit I have is Otis. That's all it says. <laughs> That's all I could find. I'm not kidding you. I looked elsewhere. Only credit I can find is Otis. All right. It was written by elevators. Yes. He used all his elevator expertise. Um, so, yeah, this is Dan Garrett, the original Blue Beetle, and this is more synchronicity because we picked this comic randomly, and just the other day they announced a Blue Beetle movie with director uh, Angel Manuel Soto. So he's going to be directing a Blue Beetle movie with uh, with uh, Jaime Rise, the, the Latin American uh, Blue Beetle. Not this guy. No, this guy is uh, two generations earlier. His name is Danny. Danny Garrett. So this version of Blue Beetle is a he's a he's like a beat cop. Yeah, and that's kind of all he he really does. Um, I mm -hmm. did find out that uh, he was largely powerless, but eventually he was able to gain. I didn't know this temporary superhuman strength by taking a pill called Vitamin Two X, aka anabolic steroids. I'm but guess. isn't that just our man? Yeah, that was actually what I yeah. was just wondering. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. He hawked out. Full body acne. It was gross. It's two times <laughs> our man. That's why it's two, te two X. Yeah. He beat the holy living hell out of our man. He's out of control. He roid raged and he just ripped our man's skull off. Didn't that essentially happen with our man? Didn't he essentially get roid rage and he has to like temper himself off yeah. now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He, he, he deliberately kept it to an hour because he didn't want to get addicted to it and get out of control about it. Man, I would have. <laughs> well, that's why. Yeah, that's why you're not our man. Like, keep that away from out me. in full bane all the time. It's it's possible that already exists, and we've all worked very hard to keep you from being aware of it. <laughs> what, what like <laughs> testosterone injections? I know what that yes. is. Trend? Yeah, I can get on the I can get on the, uh, the trend yeah. bologna sandwiches. Yeah, he's he's trendedict Arnold. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, and Blue Beetle eventually had a bunch of other random powers, but that was dumb. It's largely been ignored, and we will be no exception to that. Can you imagine that in my head on some big freakish muscle man body? That'd be so weird. Yeah. Yeah, I've imagined that for myself as well, and it's just, I gotta be lean. I gotta be it's lean for my role for as Phantom Lady. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna want that flat tummy. All right, so this story, uh, Shay's a big Blue Beetle fan. I don't know what she thinks of this. It wasn't bad. Oh, okay. Um, it was a little weird that the woman in the first ha- like half of the comic wears a Heidi hat. Yeah, she a does. Like, yeah. yeah, like oh, a Heidi, yeah. like, you know, like in the Swiss Alps yeah. kind of hat. Well, we don't know uh, what city this is. Like Swedish hat, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was fine. It's just, it's a very simple story about how this woman wanted funding in order to bring a mummy back to life. Yep. She gets told no. And so she does it anyway. Yeah, they don't never tell us how she does this. She has a tube for life and a tube for death. Yeah. That's all we that's all we're given. Yeah, I don't know. So it's like a, a blue beetle in the story in this one, he has blue hair cuz he's so obsessed with he wants everyone to know he's Blue Beetle in the story. He's just like, oh, yes, I, you know, as a, as a cop, I bleed blue. And he looks yes. at he looks at everyone. They're like, oh. Hashtag thin blue line. Because he just wants. Yeah. He said, that's what, oh, my God. That's how he's the blue beat. Yep. Oh, yeah. He's a beat yep. cop in blue. Well, he's got blue shoes. He's not hiding it. No, he doesn't care. Well, he's like super proud of it. And he wants to have a secret identity. But he wants people. Oh, no, you found out. Well, he's a cop. He doesn't care. He's just brazen about it. He'll shoot people on the street. He didn't give a shit. Well, Blue Beetle's uh, girlfriend is working as a secretary like or a copy editor like a, or something like, a, like yeah, that. Yeah, copy editor yeah. for uh, this uh, newspaper. For the Daily Planet. Which yeah. is Daily not Planet. That, not oh, that yeah. Daily Planet. And the Daily how do you Planet. know? But then an archaeologist shows up dressed as like someone not who Dan go- Garrett. She she looks walk, like you know how like in those old detective movies there's a lady who would show up. I need your help. You yeah, know, femme like, fatale. yeah, femme, femme, fatale, femme yeah. fatale. Thank you. That's what she's dressed as. Oh, she's and that's an what she's supposed to be. Except she's an archaeologist who has the power of life and death. And the editor says, uh, you've got to come in, young lady. You've got to meet this young woman. She has a job. It's remarkable. <laughs> she, it's really, they play it up like it's a big deal. Look at that. She's a news, he's a newspaper editor, like an owner, editor person. Yeah. And, she's, and so she goes to him. She goes, I need money to bring a mummy back to life. And he's like, I'm not interested in this. I'm also a newspaper editor. I don't fucking, well, I guess it was the forties. I guess they had a little more money, but like, that's not, you go to a, go to the fucking federal government. Like, what is this? Yeah, and uh, Dan Garrett kind of hears the hears what's going on. He goes, "Man, it's Blue Beetle. I'll be interested in this later." He thinks he's thinking it, but really he's whispering it to himself. Yes, because again, out he loud. doesn't care. He's not so, worried about hiding anything. He'd be like, "It's Blue Beetle. I'll figure this out." And the the archaeologist turns around, and goes, "What's that?" And he goes, he "Does nothing, nothing." <laughs> and he and yeah. it's 1947. He dyed his hair blue, <laughs> so he's like really standing out. It was hard to do. Yeah, he's like, he's like the tick. He put this a lot also, of effort into this. This is not a usual Mike is lying thing. His no. hair is blue this entire comic. Uh, the usual. Yeah. Well, also in the in fairness, in that time, it was very hard to replicate like the hair colors and and uh, dark hair and everything. So they always had like blue highlights. Uh, they had yeah, hair. they have that for his girlfriend, but not for him. No, he just has blue hair. He's out and out blue. They're like, what if these moron kids can't figure out which one's Blue Beetle? We'll dye his hair blue, and then they'll always know which one it is. Maybe he can constantly be saying, I'm the Blue Beetle. Just saying. We can see that they have yellow. They have yellow ink. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I I don't know, man. I don't know. I can't defend this. I like how the mummy has a fully formed, normal human face. Yes. Like, it's not decayed at all. Nope. I like how this archaeologist kidnaps this mummy 
and lifts it into her car with seemingly zero effort. That's a and, lot of functional and she, strength. And, and she dances it around to freak yeah. out this guy. <laughs> she's she's very muscular. She's not just working the glamour muscles. She can lift that up. She's just, she's like she's like playing a little prank. Yeah. So then uh, the the uh, I guess it's Blue Beetle's girlfriend, the copy editor. I don't know. Mm-hmm. She's got to swing by uh, the copy editor's house to pick up some copy. And he's hanging out in like a Hugh Hefner smoking jacket waiting for her. Mm-hmm, he sure is. I mean, there's there's no two ways about this. Well, you work, got... cl- you work closely with someone. I bet Dan Garrett had something going on with his partner. I, well, oh, he wasn't yeah. waiting for her. Yeah, he was. He, yeah, he was. He knew she was going to come by. <laughs> oh, it says, so, it, sorry, it, I just got out of the bath. At the beginning of the story. Uh, I'm nice and clean. He, yeah, he says she's going to come by later. And then she he walks over and turns on the radio and it's ZZ Top Legs. No, we don't <laughs> know. Start what, rocking out. We don't know what later means. He could have said that at two o'clock and it could be uh, 10 now. Uh, fair. So uh, then this uh, mummy dude comes in uh, and he's he's. He's wearing like a diaper, like an adult diaper. Well, it's it's weird. Like uh, first you see the archaeologist. She's in like her garage Mm -hmm. and she has this. The mummy is just a dude. It's just a dude. She dressed up as a Mm -hmm. mummy because there's no way. And uh, then then the mummy is inside the copy editor's house attacking him because so like she asked him for money to do the mm-hmm. very thing she's doing and the first mm-hmm. and then she makes it she gets it done without him and then sends the mummy to kill him just to get revenge for what I don't know I guess she never actually needed the money it was just like a test of his moral fortitude but why <laughs> dude it makes I don't no know sense. I don't know she's but, just petty like it, so she invented a serum to keep people alive she doesn't need to do any of this no maybe she only had enough money to do it once it's funny she had a serum for life and a serum for death uh, aka poison poison (laughs) which doesn't get used they mention it and they never use the death serum i guess which seems like it's going to get you a lot more uh you know as a super villain it's going to get you a lot further than the life venom so anyway, Blue Beetle figures this all out. He switches into his Blue Beetle garb. He goes to the archaeologist's house and just one arms her into the air. Yeah, he does. He punches her so hard in the stomach, he lifts her off the ground and then with his with his fist still underneath her rib cage, yes. whips her at the mummy. No, no, no. He doesn't hit her because he very explicitly says yes. le- later, I yes. don't hit women. And so he fucking strangles her. Dude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says, so, he's like, I won't hit a true. lady. Huh. After, de- after destroying her stomach with He's his with his, with his yeah. giant man and he punch, just says, uh, the spot up with on your neck with my fingers will keep you quiet for a while. Like he's not even subtle. And he, and he yeah. crushes her larynx, <laughs> just like her esophagus is now just crushed. Because <laughs> that'll keep you quiet, and she can't mm-hmm. breathe now. <sighs> Uh, and so now the mummy comes back and I guess he's trying to get revenge for, on her behalf, I guess, as a thank you for. No, bringing now, him he, now he wants revenge on her for bringing him back to life. Oh, because she, he, he didn't want to come back. Yeah, she he thinks in his madness or or maybe she looks like it, that she is his ex-wife partner lady who ended up organizing his death. And here he has a he tells a story of how this all happened, and uh, it upsets me very much as mm-hmm. someone who I enjoy ancient history. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's a it's a passion and a hobby that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. They're all white, which is wrong. Like no no one in ancient Egypt was f- fucking white, right? But they're also there's, slaves. So they're maybe sa- you don't no, no, have... that's another thing. There's what slaves? You mean the the paid artisans that created ancient Egypt? 
Get the fuck out of here. I don't know, man. I, I've always known it as slave labor that built, no. the, built the pyramids. People only think that because it was in the stupid Bible, and the Bible's wrong. Hmm. But the Bible says that it's right, so I don't know. How oh. Gonna, I don't know how you're going to push back on that. It says it right there that push it's all true. Push him back. I'm pushing back, James. Pushing back uh, as hard as I can in my stiletto heels dressed <laughs> as Phantom Lady. Why are we pretending that it wasn't aliens? Because <laughs> that, that's racist saying that, like, there's no way brown people came up with this. There's, there's no way Grays did this. <laughs> um, Humans may have been giants. They could be. That's mm -hmm. how they moved those blocks. They were just huge. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he's telling the story, and I guess in at least the alternate reality that this took place in, this uh, mummy was a slave driver, and uh, he... Shaking his, my head. And then his buddy, who is Slash from Guns N' Roses. I was thinking that too. <laughs> <Did he> really? <laughs> um, his buddy's like, uh, yeah, you know, this is, this is going great. Why don't you stand out there with this woman that you're betrothed to and uh, just kind of salute the slaves? Because, yeah, that sounds like a great fucking idea. And uh, so, it's, it's Slash, but instead of playing Guns N' Roses, he's playing Legs. Yeah, it's the only song in this continuity. Uh, and so while he's over there thanking the slaves, the other dude, Slash, just knocks over the entire structure that they've built. Yeah, because he's 10 feet tall, because they were 10 feet tall back yes. then. And the woman he is betrothed to just calls him a fucking cuck about this. But he's, he's, the woman who's what? The, he's betrothed. Be betrothed? Betrothed? Betrothed, you mean? Betrothed? Yeah, yes. it's, a speak, it's a speech impediment. It's her uncle, and, and they're betrothed? Why don't you say that sentence for me? It's, oh, okay. Well, then we're going to move on from that. Uh, cutting it out. Yeah. I don't look I'm, bad. I'm, I'm just being stupid, I guess. There you go. All right. You get your point. Um, so anyway, they knock over uh, this whole thing, and the woman he is, uh, you know, arranged to be married to, uh, just completely fucking calls him out in front of in front of his people, in front of his employees, this which is, is a fucking low move. This is kind of the plot to the Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. Oh yeah, kind of. I wouldn't know. What? You've never Pre seen that movie? Pre-Doom Patrol, Brendan Fraser. I don't give a shit about. Dude, I've that never seen it either. Oh my god, that movie's great. How many mummy movies do we need? I don't know. The one with Brendan Fraser is great. But, but he wasn't the mummy. That Was that the one where The Rock was the mummy? But no, was the, the Rock was. Explorer? No, The Rock that was. That was the sequel. He was the yeah. Scorpion King. He was the Scorpion oh. King. Well, because there's also the Tom Cruise mummy movie. That no, look no out. the one with Brendan Fraser. All right. I think it's Fraser. Now who's saying Which there is wrong. a mummy oh. too that isn't Scorpion there's a, King. There's a mummy, mummy three. They change his girlfriend with a different actress and everyone got super pissed. All right. Uh, and so she ends up marrying the slash guy instead. And the first dude has been super pissed about this the whole time. And the archaeologist lady in the modern day hears the story and says, oh, man, I should have revived that guy instead. Yeah, when she married, way when, more of a when she married the flash guy, uh, the, when the well, the slash guy, the slash guy, uh, while, while they were getting married, uh, November Rain was playing. Yes, that's the uh, that's the new song that society wrote. It was the, for that occasion. Up until then, they just had legs, and then they decided this is such an important occasion that we're going to compose a second song. Mm -hmm. That's and a great song. It's the original eight-minute version of November Rain. That song is awesome. It is, it is a pretty good song. I'll, I'll give you that. So the whole thing collapses. Uh, the woman's trying to... So I guess the, he thinks that the modern woman is the woman that he knew back in Egyptian times, and he's got to lock it to prove it. He's mad because now they're both white. So so he takes out a blowtorch and just starts burning shit down. Yeah, this is like opposite Hawkman and Hawkgirl. Yes. Hawkwoman? Yes. 
Hawk woman, Hawk girl. It depends on the Shaira, the era. Shaira, yeah. Shay. Yep, Shaira. And they do call her Shay. Yeah, they do. So uh, he takes out a blowtorch. He's flipping over Bunsen burners. The whole lab goes up in smoke. And Blue Beetle is, says, well, I got to go and save the archaeologist. And then he sees all the fire and goes, uh, never mind about that. Fuck that. <laughs> we belong dead. <laughs> yeah, he, it, he essentially is like, oop. Remember that? You guys don't know that from Brighter Frankenstein? Or, no. Or, or, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes, you're we right. Belo- goes, we belong dead. And then, and oh. then takes burnt, her and yeah, blows yeah, up Yeah, I, I have my wife. Lab. Oh, okay. At Second last, my beautiful you. bride. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Second point for you. Look at me uh, knowing stuff. They call the cops. Dan Garrett says, uh, I don't know anything about this blue beetle thing. And his partner goes, well, you did dye your hair blue. No, Phantom Lady is the one who calls the cops. Yeah. Phantom Lady makes a cameo appearance to call the cops. Yeah. And that's uh, kind of the end of the book. Yeah. That's yeah. all we got. Yeah. Except, yeah. except you can get this uh, glow-in-the-dark tie that says, will you kiss me in the dark, baby? Oh, all right. I want that Which tie. Which isn't creepy at all. Oh, if you yeah. if you like were a, like a happily married man, that'd be a funny tie. Yeah, and they can't resist it. Women cannot resist it. The first words in the ad are men, boys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, men for, it's for men and boys to kiss each other. <laughs> on, this, on their CW show, yes. They, they both have the same tie on, and they just like they just make kissy faces, and they just mm-hmm. like kissy, 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 It was kissy. a more innocent time. Here's an ad for a child's firearm. Yes. They they sold guns to kids a lot back yeah, in they those did. days. They sold Dick Tracy branded guns. That's mm-hmm. right. They did one away because kids needed to be armed. And Dick Tracy was awesome. Your kids deserve just as much freedom as you. According to every comic book published during this decade, there were Nazis hidden around every corner. Of course yeah. you need to arm your children. Yeah, like now. See? Yeah. <laughs> Second Amendment's uh, looking pretty good now, isn't it? <laughs> And that's the end of the book. What did we think? I liked it. Ten stars. Wow. God. No, wait. Nine point five because nothing is as good as, as Mr. Mr. Muscle. Muscle. So yeah, nine point yeah. five. I liked All it. Right, Shay. I liked it too. <sighs> oh I'd God. I'd say four. You know, I'm not trying to be spiteful. Like I would have, I would have probably rated this better if I thought you guys were gonna like it. I just, I was just trying to be that's cool. The, that's the second or third time that you've said that now. Yeah, we've been surprising you. Think better of us. Yeah, I just went. No, it's not necessarily better. No, I just didn't think you liked me. this. Not me. You're it's, right. it's, your, your assessment is correct. I can only give it two out of five black light projectors. In retrospect, it should have been legs. I was about to say, that's the wrong one. I didn't know where this was going to go. Can you edit it out and post? No, I like that it's wrong. Yeah, it's it's it, at the time it was right. Anyway. Uh, I think that's all we got to do. We want to spin the wheel and see what we're doing next week. I would love to spin that wheel. I keep awesome. meaning to send you that fucking song and I keep forgetting. Oh, well, maybe we'll have it next time. We can play the music underneath. Um, so we've been spinning the wheel to decide what we're going to look at next. We've got a list of about 33 comics that have been on the list. Um, next week is our 149th episode, by the wow. way. Wow. We're coming close to a big episode. Yeah. Um, but let's go ahead and spin it and see what we got. Not a bit. We don't know what this will be. I mean, Phantom Lady ended up being great. Okay. Oh, yes! So we've got something that came up. It says Solo Avengers Hawkeye. I know what that is. Do you know what that is? What's oh, the note? Oh, yeah. Just read, we've got just, just read what I wrote. Okay, let me see here. <laughs> Solo Avenger Hawkeye. Uh, it's Solo Avengers starring Hawkeye, issue 18 from 1989. <laughs> Hawkeye hangs out with a wind cowboy who hugs and kisses demons. Yep. <laughs> All right. Yep. <laughs> 
That's oh, it. I really hope that is exactly that what is exactly it is. what happens. I can't go against the wheel. The wheel goes all. It's gonna be ten out of ten. Oh man, yeah, I'm excited to do this one. All right, cool. <laughs> I got the biggest dumbest grin. I'm like, yes. Dude, yes. your reaction when we decided to do Undertaker, I thought was the, the most excited I'd ever seen a human being. So uh, it, was, it was great. Steep, steep hill to climb. I've got some Kirby stuff on that wheel that I've been waiting to come up, but clearly God doesn't favor me because I was never baptized. After we did that, we got a bunch of like independent pro wrestlers like following us on Twitter. We did. <laughs> super yeah, weird. Yeah, we should, we should probably just cover uh, uh, wrestling comic books now because that worked uh, out well. I was like, what at the least fuck? another. Yeah. yeah, we might have to revise that. We might have tell to revisit us which, that. Tell us which, tell us which wrestler. Yeah. The most famous one was uh, former ECW champion Just Incredible. No, 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 no. I mean, have them tell us which wrestler's comic to do. Oh, oh right. Yeah. Well, we, we got to do uh, Ultimate Warrior sooner or later, because I looked over that, and that is batshit crazy. That's All the right. sock puppet guy? No, that's, no, that's mankind. mankind. How dare oh. you? Ultimate Warrior, is that the guy with the fringe? He follows the sun. Yes, you're right. He's the guy with the the the, the, the ties on his gigantic arms. Yeah, They're tassels, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you'd put on a child's bike. Oh, I would love to do that just to... Just play Shay Ultimate Warrior promos. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you can still do that outside. We, we are allowed to talk to each other outside of <laughs> we this. We are friends podcast. outside of this. I mean, <laughs> frenemies. Well, well, what does that even mean? It's an icy relationship between the three uh, of us. We're, we're, all, we're all friends until it stops being convenient. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, some closing plugs. You got to assassinate that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts on Spotify or wherever, as well as darksidescouch.com. Or hey, why not send us a request at darksidescouch on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram? We still do like doing requests. Um, other than that, we're just going to let the wheel keep uh, deciding our destiny for us. But I think that's about it. Anybody got anything want to add? I would like everyone to start a campaign to have me star mm -hmm. as Phantom Lady because mm -hmm. I think that show would be pretty great. I think I could knock that that role out of the park. Jay? I think that the time of CW shows is coming to an end, Mike, and you should pitch it to HBO Max. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, get that big budget. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, all right. That's a good idea. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of want to do a CW show, though. You, you, you get the, the HBO Max budget, but you just spend it on, like, hair wax. So it still looks like a CW show. I want to quietly whisper my lines to everyone, like every yep. CW character. I mean, that's how you pitch it, is you go to them and say, I want to do this, but I want to do it on a CW budget. Oh, I, uh, all right, all right, fair. I just want <laughs> CW directors and CW, I want the worst possible shit. All right, well, we've got a lot of business accomplished this week, so that's great. Look forward to that in three or four weeks. We'll get that out the door. That's about it. Todd's off for now, Christian Crusaders, and we'll talk to you next time on the couch. My whole life, I heard nothing but stories about you. You know, this legendary Green Arrow and his team. I should have been proud of you. All I could see is that that is the reason that you weren't with me. And it's kind of hard to let that go. Mom and me just wanted to protect you. Thank you for letting me be a part of your story. If it was only for a little while. Yeah, something tells me you're gonna create your own stories. 